Ooh, ooh, come on. Do you know what? Already I've regretted putting the video on for this episode recording. <laughs> no, come on. I haven't. Been... It's nice seeing your face when we record. Good. Yeah, nice seeing you as well. I'm not actually. Yeah. I'm not actually looking at you. I'm looking at you. I'm wanking as I do. It's like it's like Eli Silverman's OnlyFans site. Listen, you don't have to do wanking on OnlyFans. I discovered. I know, but you. I do. <laughs> All right. So it's not only for wanking then. It's it's like a Patreon video service sort of thing, right? A, a... Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I just know that I go there for a proper good grumbling. <laughs> my favourite account at the moment. Are you? You're not joking about this. No, no my favourite account at the moment is. It's a weird name. It's just called Wide Gloria. Really? <laughs> <laughs> you're not joking, are you? However. Wide Gloria, and then there's another one I go yeah. to called Hollow Hollow Bob, Bob and it's there. Hollow Bob has a very interesting, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, party right. favour, yeah. a trick, but he can put a whole massive bottle uh, of Jack Daniels right up his arsehole. What about a melon? No, and then what he does is he gets another Jack Daniels bottle and he drinks it down his mouth. 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 And then it goes all the way down and then fills up the bottle that he's inserted inside of him. You could put a bottle of Jack Daniels in a melon by pouring it in a hole in the melon. Then you could fuck fuck the yeah. hole quickly, just yeah. quickly, whilst you're in the process, you know. And then... Um... What process? <laughs> you're, what just process? About, you're just about put a, a uh, Jack Daniels filled melon up your bum. Oh, it goes up your bum. Yeah. So hang on, so you fuck it first. Hello, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen, welcome to Cheap Show. I hate you and your fucking Moodle posse. Go people love noodles. It's just a fact of Cheap Show you're going to have to learn to fucking accept. Cheap Show. Off-brand brand, off-brand brand. It's the price of shite. Paul Gannon. Eli Silverman. Welcome to Cheap Show. And I go and I nuzzle. One of our finest starts, I think. Oh, I didn't think it was. I was going to be all high tempo and you just went straight to like, oh. What's high tempo for Eli Silverman? Hello, it's the High Tempo Eli Silverman. I do All not right. like High Tempo Eli <laughs> no. Silverman. Hello, what Paul? What's coming up on the show? It's cheap show. Hello. Oh, today Eli. Oh, ah, uh, we've got a little dive into uh, a post box to pull out a tales from the shop floor, and Ooh. then finally, I believe you've arranged a nice selection of platters. I certainly have. Uh, I've got uh, three separate platters. Little bit of a you know deep dive. Uh, it's on mm. the uh, on Silverman's platters. Hey, did you hear? Someone's posted on Twitter saying they were listening to Steve Wright in the, in the afternoon, which already makes me doubt their sanity. But they yes. were listening, and Steve Wright, who we featured on the show before with a, with his quote unquote music, um, <laughs> hmm. he said they're going to splatter the platters that matter. Yes, I mean it's. Uh, I think that even is probably not even him. 
that goes back to like people like Wolfman Jack or whatever, you know, those famous rock and roll DJs. Did he say splatter though? You, you're saying he's in league with Edmonds and he's nick, nicking stuff from cheap. I'm shows. saying <laughs> this goes right to the top, Mr. Silverman. <laughs> I'm saying this we, goes way beyond Noel. Are we through the looking glass here though? I mean, you know. Noel is just a patsy for the Steve Wright <laughs> conglomerate. It's, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Noel turned out to be like an android that Steve Wright built at the height of his powers back in the early 80s. Mate, what if it's not just him? Maybe it's... What if it's at the whole... Light entertainment industry? Well, no. Radio DJs, specifically. They're all robots controlled by... Steve Wright. <laughs> I wouldn't be Pat surprised. Pat Shot makes so much more sense now. <laughs> it's a li- Think it's about a, it. It's Think a about league. it. Kenny Everett... Broke the rules, so Steve Wright had him dismantled. Yes, and that's where he learnt the uh, technique of building a, a convincing breakfast show presenter. Mm. Uh, you, a lot of it is about fifty percent facial hair, isn't it? Yeah, you got to get the facial hair algorithm, and, he's, you know, and the, his masterpiece must be Edmunds. The facial hair algorithm on that robot is just—it's just beautiful. <laughs> it's actually awe-inspiring. It's an awe-inspiring piece of coding from Steve Wright in his master lab. The rumor, though, is that before Edmonds, the first prototype was the DLT four thousand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that went rogue. That went rogue. No fucking shit, it went rogue. <laughs> We read that, and of course, we all know what happened to Savilbot. We read that. <laughs> we read that interview with DLT three thousand, didn't we? He was obviously already glitching. <laughs> yeah. He thought he was a comedian. He had his problem. He had his uh, his programs uh, were wrong, weren't they? He thought he was. Uh, so, so we now have to focus all our attention on Steve Rice because yes. he's he's been quietly sitting at the sidelines like a Machiavellian warlord, or like the Wizard of Oz, the guy behind the curtain, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. So watch out, righty. We're coming for you. <laughs> if you do uh, like a TV show, he doesn't do TV anymore. He never really was a TV presenter. I'm, I don't think he ever really had a good whack. I'm sure he tried. He's definitely appeared on yeah, TV true. quite a lot. But yeah, I don't know. About yeah. his, he's definitely presented some kind of quiz show. Are you drinking booze? You're on the boozes. No, I'm not. It's cider. <laughs> <laughs> you've swapped. You've swapped drug of preference in lockdown because of availability, haven't you? You, you're hammering yeah, the mate, booze, mate. You have no idea how tough it is on the inside. <laughs> so, so other than that, how are you been? How are you yeah, been? Yeah, not too bad. You know, I am actually losing my mind, but apart from that, not too bad. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, also at that point where it's like my first thought of the day is, what's the point? Yeah. <laughs> And it's followed by, how much time can I kill until I have a bath? Yeah, I literally wake up, have a cup of tea, eat two or three chocolate bars, and then go back to sleep for three hours? Is that healthy? (laughs) Is that healthy, (laughs) though? It's not. It's how most prisoners live. I've been getting well into chocolate. (laughs) Wow. I know, you said that last week. You said you've had a kind of chocolate onslaught. I tell you what, Ritter Sport, Paul. Wow, they do so many Mm. varieties. So many. Well, Jacob's Crackers are also a fine... Biscuit. <laughs> Shut up. No, listen. What, you've been getting into Jacobs? They do nothing. I was making a piss poor joke about the idea that you're in the pocket of Ritter's and I'm in the pocket of Jacobs. I'd rather be in Ritter's pocket. I think you'd be right. Yeah. I think I'd rather be in Ritter's. Ritter's shitter. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say something, but that worked better. <laughs> about nudging, oh. nudging uh, Ritter's helmet. 
warmly. I took it right <laughs> up the Ritter last yeah. night. Ooh. Ritter Sport. That would be a good um, bit of Cockney Roman slang. I tell you what, she's a bit of Ritter Sport, <laughs> isn't she? Why is it called Ritter Sport? That's like calling, you know, crisps active cheese and onion or something, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's like calling something um, exercise burger or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Exercise burger. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, they do very yeah. good ones. I had a strawberry yogurt one, <laughs> and I, I had a butter biscuit. And I mentioned that before. One that was extremely good. Yeah, and yeah, you have. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry, boring. Move on then. Move boring, on. Mr. Now, let me just say one thing: the delay is much better on Zoom. Well, the weird thing is, and this is a bit of a kind of how the sausage is made. But when I edit, <laughs> what? That's a perfectly fine analogy. <laughs> Why is that funny? Because you never said that. I've known you for years. This is a bit of a how the sausages meet anecdote. Yeah, it is well, how tell the sausages me. Made. Sorry, I'll stop interrupting you. So I got an email today through the website, thecheapshot.co.uk, but you can also email us, thecheapshot at gmail.com. However, this email was for you, Eli. Oh, God. And the subject matter says... Eli, you fucking name shamer. Oh, no. What have you done now? Let's find out. Recently, I have been going through the back catalogue of Cheap Show episodes and found something so deeply offensive that I just had to write in. I'm looking at his face and he does look perturbed, ladies and gentlemen. Perturbed. In episode 125, The Human Lavatory, Paul creates a throwaway character called Alan Stiff Stiff. (laughs) Eli then rips into Paul for his shambolic lack of creative prowess when creating his character names. The argument Eli made was that Paul uses random stupid words that aren't even names and then doubles them up. This time, Eli, you are wrong. Stiff is my real name. It's my fucking name. (laughs) So I sit here brokenhearted that the Noodle King, sat high upon his throne of grotty, unwashed underwear, sees fit to strip my name of legitimacy. His name's Rob Stiff. Rob Rob Stiff. (laughs) Well, it's, uh, I'm sorry. Sorry, Rob. Is there anything you'd like to say in response? It doesn't appear, uh, it's not a name I've come across. I I haven't come across a Stiff in a long while. (laughs) (laughs) Right, that's the end of that segment. Let's get the show going. Sadly, at this point of the show, Eli's computer failed him and we lost a segment, which is bad. Luckily, we had a backup recording, which is good. However, it's off Zoom, which is bad. But it's not awful quality, which is good. So we have to use it, which is bad. Wizard's good, which is bad. Ha ha ha. I made a funny. Anyway, it's only for the next 20 or so minutes of the podcast. You can cope with that. On with the show. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, before we go on to the next section, I've got a brand new character. Eli's going to see him now on the camera screen, especially on Zoom. Here we go. Uh, uh, Who's this? Who's this, Mr. Silverman? Oh, Ella. Ella. It's a dickhead crocodile. His name is Cocky Crocodile. Okay. I'm dead good at sports. I'm dead good at eggs. I'm dead good at drinking. I'm dead good at eating. And to who owns you? Are you or are you a wild? Are you a free crocodile? I am a free crocodile. Okay, and what do you get up to? Just so the audience, you know, well, got some, you know, some backstory. I don't, I don't want to boast, but I'm the best at 
riding the bike. I'm the best at climbing a mountain. I'm ah, the best at eating poop. I see. I I'm see. the best at combing air. You're, you're cocky, are you? That's right. I'm cocky. I'm the okay. best at sweeping clothes. I'm the Do best wanna... at sw- swimming. I'm the best. Right. At sucking cock? I'm the very best at sucking cock. That's what I wanted to hear. It's snap time. I'm the best at fighting. No. I'm the best at anal. I'm right. the best at... <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I think... Um, I'm just the best. I'm bright cocky. Oh, cocky some, crocodile. I think one of the other characters might have something to say about being the best at a certain thing. Because I think one of the other characters... I'm uh, the best at rapping. Are you? Oh, is he the best at um, giving a certain amount of uh, space, apportioning space parcels out in a vigorous manner? I'm the best at inching. I'm the best at inching. Right, I'm going to get him. Wait, oh no, who's this? What's all this then? I'm officer, keep it in check. Officer, keep Uh, it in check. Larry, get over here. Larry, you're needed over here. Yeah. What's all this then? Illu, illu, illu. I'm the best at being a policeman. Come out the antechamber. Come on. Okay, here he is. Where's your cocky crocodile? Because I've got the someone who wants to say... cocky crocodile. Right. Illu, illu, illu. What's I've all this then? I've got someone here who wants to talk to the cocky crocodile. Who's this then? I want to do. I am policeman. Keep it in check. Put the crocodile on. Hello. Right. Who's this? What's it? You good at inches? Yeah? I'm the best at inches. Right, I don't think you are. I'll give you it. Right, give me an inch. Now. Inch. Mm, very bad. I'll give you an inch. Inch. Do you want another? Uh, no, I can't Do take you? it. I'm not Do the best at inching. I'm not the Do best. Do you want another? No, you're not. Inch, 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 now then, now then, I'm going to cart you away, Mr. Cocky Crocodile, to, for making those assertions. Off you'll go with me. Nino, Nino, Nino. Oh, what crazy characters. Cocky Crocodile and Larry. Policeman Keeper in check. Larry, are you okay? Larry? Larry? Inchman's had a turn. I oh, call no, him what Larry. Happened to, what happened to Inchman? Is his name Larry? Yeah, it's Larry, Larry Inchman. Inchman. Yeah, <laughs> but he's, he's on the floor. I don't know what, Larry. Inch, 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 inch. Are you telling me that Inchman's had a stroke? <laughs> he seems to have had some kind of funny turn. He's all right. Yeah. You all right, Larry? He's all right. Larry, just let yourself into the antechamber. Sorry, I let you down. Inch. Oh, he's gone. Those are terrible well, characters, Paul. Now that we've <laughs> killed five minutes, let's crack on with the show. Okay, what we got? We've got a P.O. box and we have a letter and it is both a bit of a cheap eats and it's a little bit of a, well, it's a mostly a Tales from the Shop Floor. Shall I read thou letter? Read thou letter. To the most right. gracious, reverent and distinguished Eli Silverman and his, right. and his noteworthy care in the community assistant, Paul Gannon. What does he mean? He means you're mad or I'm mad? It means he says you're a classy gent and I am a... Care in the community's assistant. Yeah, but that implies that I'm the care in the community guy that you're caring for. Oh, 
Well, mate, what's your name? I need to read this out. His name's Chris. Chris, you are going to have to work on your uh, metaphors. It's not clear, is it? I mean, the whole bit about me being a gentleman's fine, but anyway. yeah. Let's just rephrase it to Eli and Paul. Hello. Hello. The good lady and I thoroughly enjoy the podcast. What's her name? The good lady. What's the good lady? How's she any... good? What's yeah. She good what way is she good? What's she good? The good lady. The good lady. What Mother Teresa? Could be. Could be Virgin Mary. Florence he... Nightingale. Yeah. Could be. Dating Florence Nightingale. Lynn Foldswood. Margaret Thatcher. Something Esther Ransom. Good. <laughs> <Esther>. <laughs> She could chomp down on a cock, couldn't she, Esther? Right, well, great. <laughs> Imagine those teeth, chomping your helmet. I'd be like, no, Esther. I am better than Esther. I am All better right. than Esther. Oh, quick, no cocky crocodile. <laughs> Naughty cocky crocodile. Good lady. He seems to be have arrived from the 1970s, I know. Chris. What's all this? Thou art oh. gentleman of distinguished <laughs> merit. Is this from fucking Reese Smog or something? <laughs> <laughs> right. Anyway, I thoroughly enjoy the podcast and wish to contribute in some small way. Um, it gives us great pleasure to present. Oh, with great pleasure. Well, I'll get the good lady to fold her skirt over. <laughs> right. <laughs> it gives us great pleasure to present you the gift of sensory arousal in the form Ooh. of flavoured coffee and chocolate covered jelly sniff. beans. Oh, I hope you guys well, can make use of them. Both picked up at bar uh, home bargains for a quid each. Oh, and I've got them here. Oh, look, I'm showing them to Eli. Look, those are Walker's jelly beans made in Britain. Uh, that's not the same Walker's, though, is it? No, this is a chocolate Walker's of some kind. I don't, I've never seen that brand, Walker's, because uh, Walker's is what's no, Lays are known as in uh, yeah. this country, as we know. No, as far as what's I know, what's the Huff like? What cut? What are they all different flavors? I mean, I presume so because on the back there are multicolored. Well, I'll show you. Look, there's multicolored jelly beans, but they've all got a little bit of chocolate on. But it all looks as a result like they've just what? had someone had a bit of a shit on their heads. If you can see that, can you see it? Ah, uh, it looks like someone's pooed on on a dildo. Look, he doesn't look happy. It looks like someone's used a dildo for rear entry and has come <laughs> away with a little present. And didn't know Isn't the it? dildo had sentience. Poor dildo. Oh, Sentient shit-stained dildo. Oh, it up? smells like cheap chocolate and cheap sugar. Can I just say, can I just ask, Paul, what is this meant to be? Chocolate-covered jelly beans? Chocolate-covered jelly beans. That's a, a monstrosity and an aberration that should never have left the, the committee. They're big old beans, though. Look at that. Oh, it's a chunky, chunky bean, yeah. It's a big, chunky bean. And look, what am Give I doing? Give it a flick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. So I, I tell you what, Eli, I'll just lick the bean to start before I... Uh... <laughs> I don't envy you, because these sound disgusting, mate. Right. They sound disgusting. I'm just licking the bean lightly at first. I'll just eat the fucking bean. I'm just licking it, and then uh. a little bit more pressure, and a little quicker, just to get the chocolate off. I'm going to piss in your mouth. I'm, I'm urinating. Right. Don't, that is I'm, truly disgusting. I'm turning the video off. Right, I'm just going to eat. I want to see you filleting a minuscule bean. <laughs> right, I'm going to eat it. I'm going to bite it off. Fucking get on with it. Oh, God. <laughs> it can't be that bad. It can't be gas. It is a lime jelly bean with, with cheap chocolate. chocolate all over it. Um, I 
I'm not happy with that. Really, really bad. <laughs> Stop. You're just doing that for show now. I'm not. Oh, I'm trying to swallow it. It's not going down. So do you want me to test another one, see if there's any different flavours? Yeah, yeah. Try right. not to vomit, though. I mean, right, here's the next one. Be... Next one. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. What flavour is that? Oh, God. It's like lemon or I mean, oh. It why, tastes like why? toilet cleaner and chocolate. Okay. So it's oh. the artificial. It's an artificial with the chocolate. Oh, good. God. Oh, God. <laughs> well, Paul, I feel... Feel left out here. Why would you want that? Why would you want that sensation in your mouth? I don't Mm. get it. Right. Anyway, the other thing you sent is this Beanie's variety pack of flavoured chocolate. Sorry, coffee. Oh, God. They're awful. I've had those. Double chocolate, gingerbread, nutty hazelnut, very vanilla, mint chocolate, cinnamon hazelnut. Which one should I try? Don't they have an Irish one in there? Oh, I didn't see the other side of the pack. Uh, Amaretto almond, Irish cream. Creamy caramel, chocolate orange, cookie dough, chocolate d- coconut delight. Uh, go for the, the Irish cream, please. Do you like that? I'm going to try it. What's we'll fine? It got creamy coffee, orange, coconut, Irish cream. Irish cream. Now I'm going to test it because I have prepared a glass, a flask of hotted water. Ah. I'm testing this. Shake the packet. Now I'm going to give the powdered coffee a huff. Well, it smells like Irish cream coffee. What does that mean, though? Irish coffee is just coffee with whiskey in. Yeah. Irish, Irish whiskey in. Yeah. Sugar. sugar or Bailey's cream. and coffee or something. You know what I mean? It depends. Yeah. Right. But this hasn't got any booze in. No. So that's what I mean. I what's, the t- t- what's the taste that makes it Irishy? Does it taste of whiskey? What does I Irish think it's cream that whiskey of? cream kind of thing. That, you know, that almost Malibu-y kind of thing. Not Malibu, uh, how, Bailey's. How do you make something taste of booze but not have booze do you know what i mean science i don't know if they can do that that's why i mean i suppose non-alcoholic beer now these days they say it's very good yeah but right, wine is they can't do wine still can't do wine good right i'm testing it i'm just gonna put right hot water has been added now when it comes to actually adding the hot water a lot of that irish cream smoke absolutely disappears so what smell is left kind of like cheap coffee and a little bit of cream smelling is there? Is it? It's black. Like there's no cream in the actual. No, I'll show you it. Look, uh, it looks just like coffee. It's just like coffee, isn't it? Well, no, I'm gonna have a taste. sip. No, it's just poor coffee with a slight flavour to it. But what's the slight flavour? Well, it is a little bit. It's not even Irish coffee. Irish fla- it's flavouring. It's more vanilla. Yeah, vanilla maybe. They're it's all just vanilla. vanilla. They're shit, aren't they? Well, there we go. It's not worth trying to save money on coffee. It's actually not, to be fair. You're right. Um, it's not. I do think the stuff that... I mean, we should do that on an off-brand brand off. We should do a coffee off. Do you know what, Paul? I'd love to do an off-brand brand off or, on coffee. But, you know, what? he's on the run. He's on the run. So you'd have to sort of get in touch with him through one of his, his networks of uh, underground minions. Oh, or something. Well, the plan I heard was that we get to go to a, a place where he chooses and we do it there. Okay. So it might be a warehouse... I'm up for that, as long as we've got the security protocol in place. Yeah, yeah. I, I think we'll have to go in the back of a van with uh, bags on our heads before we get there, but... Yeah? Yeah, it we'll is possible. Soft, will there be soft nuslage in the sacks? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Will there be? Yeah. Will, yes, yeah. yeah. Come on. And what will happen with the nuslage? 
it'll go too far and then I'll get <laughs> a load of your sticky, sticky essences oh all over oh my chinny chin chin. It didn't really make you sick to your throat, that theme, did it? Yes, it did. It was horrible. My body was actively trying to reject it. See, the idea maybe makes sense, but... No, it doesn't. No, I mean, it could potentially you, make uh, sense, let me ask but you not this. with let those me, ingredients. Let, let me ask you this. Oh, God. Have you had a chocolate-flavoured Jelly Belly? Is that a sex act? No. You know Jelly Bellies. Yeah, I know Jelly Bellies. I've not had a chocolate-covered one. I have. Not I didn't covered. know they did them. They do chocolate-flavoured ones, don't they? Yeah, but that's not the same, so is it's it? a chocolate-flavoured... I know it's not the same, but it's better. It's a related topic, isn't it? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, they're two, two related categories. Because I asked you if you've had a chocolate-covered Jelly Belly, and you went, yeah, and then you went... Ah, ah, chocolate flavoured and it's not the same thing no but it's they're like, related it's like they're adjacent no they're adjacent yes they are all right no, that's the difference I'll... between saying your blood is made of chocolate and then saying your hand is covered in chocolate <laughs> wow <laughs> <laughs> that didn't work at all no it did no, you made that clear yeah yeah good right so let's carry on with chris's letter which is now a tales from the shop 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 floor 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 Okay, give us give us this. I'll see if I can predict. Right. It doesn't sound very. Uh, there's not much spot poo vom or pee pee in the in the opening salvo. But that's fine. We don't want people to think this is an open door for shit stories. You know. He did, however, refer to his partner as the good lady. <laughs> I can't yeah. get over that. And I can't talk to her character, so it's all on him. <laughs> yes. Right. Here we go. Go for it. When our daughter was at university, we would occasionally pick her up from her accommodation whilst on our daily commute. Stereotypically being a student, this would involve us making numerous phone calls and waiting for ages for her to get up and out of the house. Hang on, hang on, hang on. What? Just take another pass of that and uh, try and get the, the, emphasise the words that help me understand the meaning of the sentence, yeah? Please. Sorry. When our daughter was at university, would occasionally pick her up from the accommodation whilst on our daily commute. Got it. Stereotypically being a student, this would involve us making numerous phone calls and waiting for ages for her to get up and out of the house. Mm. Yeah? Bloody student. When our daughter was at university... Is this better for you, Eli? No, that's fine. Like, like a kiddie boy? No, yeah, like a kiddie boy. A kiddie boy. Don't, no. We would occasionally pick her up. No, from her I com- got it. I got it now. Move on. Thank you. Just more some clarity. Often, more often than not, we would park opposite a very popular cafe in the local town, and this morning was no different to any other. We were waiting as usual, and we're watching one of the staff members open up and set up for the, for the coming day. Now, you may think that watching someone doing their job would be quite mundane, and ordinarily, I would be inclined to agree. Uh-oh. However... As we sat there observing, I witnessed something that you'd never want to see a practitioner in the food industry participating in, let alone in full view of the public. No, wanking, wanking waiter. (laughs) It might not be wanking. What what else is it going to be? Arse wiping? Well, I don't know, but if... Come on, what's your guess? Congratulations. Congratulations, sir, you've got the job. Now, just a few more questions. We've had a problem with people wanking in front of our shop before they open it. <laughs> Are you going to do the same? I'm afraid I can't take this job in all good faith. <laughs> right. Now, listen. 
what, what? What's your What's your prediction for what he's going to do? Then? Well, the thing is, I've read the letter, so I know. So the oh, game so was I'm, with you. I'm wrong, then, am I? When I say wanking, I'm I'm not here to correct you. I'm just here to okay. hear your words and thoughts. Paul, call me intrigued. It's cheap show with me, Paul Gannon, <laughs> and my co-host, intrigued. Come on, read the fucking letter. Right, said waitress. So it's a lady. Okay. Who was it's setting up. Still wanking. Hang on. you still call it wanking, wouldn't you? Yes. Or, well, I mean, there's Jack in it, isn't there? And then for ladies, it's jilling. Jilling? Jilling. Jack and jilling? Jack and jilling, yeah. Right. <laughs> That's all I've got, just jilling. <laughs> okay, yeah. Come on, I'm jilling. Jilling is thrilling. Mmm, baby. Okay, so the young... Is she young? Do we know I she's don't know. Let's, in your head, yeah, she's <laughs> young. In my head, she's 70. <laughs> okay, whatever. But said waitress who was setting up had her hand down her trousers and was giving her rear crevice a vigorous oh. scratching. And I'm not talking a simple scratch here. It was that energetic that had she been a chap, I would have questioned if he was examining his own prostate. So can't women examine the prostate up their bums? Yeah, or can't they just what willy-nilly stick their finger up any part of them? I'm all for it. Chris... Baby, stick it up, stick it up. Baby, stick it up. Hi, I'm Paul Gannon from the <laughs> Touch Whatever You Want campaign. And ladies, okay. no one owns your body. So if you want to put a finger in it, you put a finger in it. If you want it, then you better put a finger in it. If you want it, then you better put a finger in it. <laughs> so go to touchthathole.org and see me in a few tutorial videos where I'll be showing you how to carefully but rigorously infiltrate your arsehole for a good old pillaging. Anyway, after what seemed like an age of watching this woman scratching like a bear in the woods at what can only be described as relieving an extremely intense case of itchy anal grapes, uh. she ceased the exercise and continued her duty. It immediately hit us that she had made no attempt to disinfect her now poo-stained finger, and on no inspection... <laughs> couldn't see the poo. He couldn't see the poo from Eddie's car. Well, he says, and no inspection of what is assumed to be one filled with a stinky nail bed. We watched in disbelief as she put out cutlery, glasses, dishes, continuing as if nothing had happened. I can safely say that since that day, we have not set foot in the place, and henceforth, she became known as Stinky Finger. Each time we would wait in anticipation for a repeat performance, but alas, it never came. We could only hope that it was picked up by security camera and she was forced to sit through some kind of personal hygiene training. Thanks for your hard work, Chris. Yeah, yeah. When you DJ, do you ever have a good scratch of your ass with your finger? And then forget it when you're doing your records and then you've got shit records. No, I don't. And I will. I refuse to be characterised like as as someone who would actually get put the finger in the bum. You, you mean, must have, though. At, at times of great discomfort, you must have dove deep. Honestly, can't believe my life has come to this moment, Paul. I'm not. <laughs> oh, I, here we go. I, Eli I, says that <laughs> statement for the 400th time. Honestly, I'm not going to discuss how deep I've gone in my ass. How deep is your bum? Is your bum? How deep is your bum? We it really goes need... all the way to my colon. Yes, I've got a fucking cavernous ass. <laughs> so huge. All the rocks, they tumble down. All the way down into my ass. Oh, my ass is full. Full of boulders. He's still going, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> He's found his muse. 
Eli Silverman. He gets his muse from poos. <laughs> <laughs> Let's carry on with the show. Okay. Okay, everybody. Hi, welcome back from the sound effect. <laughs> Hello. It's Eli Silverman. Excellent. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Eli here. Uh, Can't wait. No, yeah. it's not. Shut up. I'm trying. It to... is. It's Eli Silverman. Cool. He's my favourite DJ. <laughs> yeah. Come on, Eli. Paul. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Can I ask you? <laughs> yeah. Can I ask oh. you a question? Oh. Paul. Yeah. Paul. If you uh-huh. say yeah. say that you're a forensic scientist. Yeah. And uh, you're, there's been a murder. Yeah. And you're checking the scene. What would you be looking for? Yes, great mate. No. What would <laughs> What would you be looking for, Paul? I'd be looking for clues. No, you'd be looking for blood spatters. Welcome to it's Silverman's platters. Uh, these are the the platters that matter, Silverman's platters, and we just want a word now from the patron saint of the segment, Clive McFadder. I'll go over to Clive now. Clive! Clive! Clyde! I don't know if you want me to join in at this point, mate. I'm honestly just waiting to see what happens next. (laughs) Clive! We need a word from Clyde McFadder. Am I Clive? Patron saint, yeah, Clyde. Clyde, all right, I'll be Clyde. All yeah. right, then here we go. All right, can I do it again? Yeah. Yeah. What am I meant to say when I? What, what do you want me to say? Whatever Clyde would say, man. You know. Right. Okay. Tone. Okay. Okay. I mean, I don't know Clyde's work, but all right. He's a he's a rock and roller, boogie woogie, R and B sort of guy from the fifties. Okay. All right. Okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. I'm there. I'm there. Do it again. But I'm gonna I'm gonna do the bit about the forensic <laughs> scientist as well, though. Yeah. All right. So we're gonna do the whole bit again because you feel this works. <laughs> the whole right. thing again. Yeah. Now, can I just Ready? say I loved how your radio DJ voice slowly turned into Australian over the course of a few sentences. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> it was it was good. Places, everybody. We're gonna go again from the top. Okay. Reset. Here we go, everybody. Okay. Okay. Lights, camera, and action. Oh, hello, it's, uh-huh. it's Eli Silverman. Now, uh-huh. Paul, uh, yes, mate. Answer me. Can you answer me this one question, please? I'll do my best, mate. Okay. So, uh-huh. what? Imagine you're a forensic officer and I'd you're at the si- scene of a murder. Oh no, mate. The only crimes I want to be involved in are sex crimes. No, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> not sex crimes. Paul. Can you stop fucking up, please? I'm just trying to ask anyway, you the yeah. forensic. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah, I'm going to... Yeah, uh-huh. No. Start again. All Everyone right, back. I'm back. Come on. Yeah, Redress back. the set, darling. Okay. Come on, move over there. Back, the back, back, back. Thank you. <laughs> okay. All right. Everyone in places. Um, you know what you're doing now. Do you know what you're doing now? I know what I'm doing. I'm, I, I just to be I'm sure, so Paul. Just to be role. sure, Paul. Just yeah. to be sure. Yeah. When I say, when I ask the question about what the forensic expert should be looking looking for, yeah, the answer is blood spatters, okay. And then, yeah, I because it's important for me because that's my cue, okay, to go into the main yeah. bit of the intro. All right. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. And then I've got to be okay. Clyde McFatter. <laughs> yes. Very quickly after that, you I've have got to segue. I feel a lot of pressure on me. <laughs> Come on, you can do it. Right. All right. Yeah. I'm going to do it now. Okay. All right. Here we go. Uh, hello. Oh, hello, mate. Here. All right, Paul. Now, answer me this. I'll do my best, mate. Riddle me this one, mate. Okay. Now, okay, imagine, great, mate. No, imagine. Stop I am. doing the fucking smashy and nicey. I can't help it, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here now. It's staying. Right. Imagine you're a forensic officer at the scene of a crime and it's a murder. What do you see? 
Why, uh, uh, great mate, I see nothing but blood splatter. Welcome to Eli Silverman's Platters. It's the platters that matter here with Silverman. And now we go quickly over just to a quick word from the patron saint of this segment, Clyde McFatter. Clyde, are you there? Welcome to Silverman's Platters. That took five minutes and seven <laughs> seconds. <laughs> No, I think you've really... But it was worth it, Paul, because you've really embodied the spirit of Clyde there. Thank you. I mean, I I felt him enter me, and I just had to get him out. Right, so we've got three tunes. Well, the last one could be... Can't really be described as music as such. Um, Right. Today on the the platters. Yeah. Uh, Two of them do have a theme link, Paul. Oh, that's nice. The first one we're going to discuss is uh, the... Marvin Hamlish's Bond 77 and the Bond theme. Right. So let's get it right out of the way. Let's play it right now, great mate. 007. 007. Come in. Come in. Did this come from a Bond film? Or is it just a yes, piece it, of music that was released? No, it says it is from The Spy Who Loved Me. Okay, because that'll, that'll go some way towards why I don't like it. Because, you know, there's that whole argument where, like, there's nothing inherently wrong with disco, but people did disco badly. And it just seems yes. to me that this is one of those instances where they went, what's popular right now while we're making a Bond film for our 70-year-old Bond star? Oh, disco. Let's let's ruin the score with some disco beats. No, 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 no. It's nice. It's, it's good disco. It's nice disco. I'm trying. Do you to find think disco this is nice that... disco? Yeah. Why? What makes it good disco for you? Considering, like things we've had on before, like is it Miko? Uh, yeah, Miko is the king of uh, the film music disco crossover record. His most yeah. famous one being the Star Wars theme which included That's the right. cantina music, of course. So it was something that was happening at the time a lot. You know, it was a trend. And it's the way that disco in, it seeped into every aspect of popular culture. Is that? But I just think sometimes it was a terrible thing, like that disco rapping with Sarah Brightman that we oh, covered. Oh, Christ. But on other occasions, I just think it's nice. This is like, it's kind of filmic disco. See, that's it's the kind, problem It's with kind me, of though. lush. It's like lush. I like the sound of it. It's like a, a proper sort of... Stu- you know, studio, uh, movie studio recording. Yeah, so, but- you know, it's got a, it's the production's nice. No, I mean it's it's professional. It sounds nice, but like for me, it's it's weird. It's, it's like the only way I can describe it is because I've kind of seen a lot of those films from those periods, and especially Bond themes where they slap a load of disco on for no reason, and yeah. it just feels like 
as a piece of music, it's fine, but in the context of the film, it kind of feels a bit embarrassing, and it also yeah. dates the film Especially in a way. Especially if you got more, who was the most decrepit and sort of... Well, The Spy Who Loved Me was like mid-era Bond, wasn't it? It was just after he'd done the earlier stuff, like Live and Let Die and Man with a Golden Gun, and then he was airing into parody. It's 1977, that's why it's called Bond 77. Yeah. So then he had like his worst on the way, because like Moonraker was on the way in Octopussy. So this is like the precipice, and I think... Bond was always trying to find a kind of way to stay modern and relevant. And I think in this case, they thought, ah, let's just fucking put some disco music on. But Marvin Hamlish, the guy who did this, is no slouch, as we discovered. No. He uh, is one of the, what's it, the Gleeto Club or something? He's one of the Gleeto Club. (laughs) (laughs) It's something like that. It's the, someone who's the it's the select club of people who've won a Golden Globe and Oscar and Emmy. He is one of fifteen people, Mister Silverman, to be to win an Emmy, a Grammy, an Oscar, and a Tony, and that is called an EGOT. E G O T. EGOT. Sorry, Gleeto. I don't know what Gleeto must be. Some other thing. And he's won a uh, uh, a Pulitzer Prize as well. So yeah, Marvin Hamlish okay. is is no slouch. So hang on. What's it called? Egret. Egot. Egot, but now add a pullet. Yeah, so it's called a pegot. Pegot. He's got a pegot. I've got a nice fat pegot. <laughs> but yeah. it, it, ha- it has as mu- enough of the James Bond theme in it to give the guy, the original writer of the James Bond theme, a credit. Yeah. It's, he's, he's incorporated his own theme, which is the disco bit, to into the James Bond theme because it's M. Norman. Who's this Monty Norman? Was it that who wrote it? Yeah, he's the guy who wrote this has some ding 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 on it. It only has and little has bits some, on it, but it, usually, and it also has a bit of and some ding 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 and some ding ding. That's the Bond thing. Yeah, I know. Ding 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 ding. Yeah, but that's like the easy give. It's like to be fair, if you want to be make a bond theme you can stick any old thing on providing you've got that scale the ba da 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 he's acknowledged him there but it's monty norman but didn't what's his name uh john barry barry do barry just did the arrangement yeah but he often worked with um songwriters to incorporate the theme into uh the score that's okay. why you'd hear riffs of, you know, um, uh, or any Bond theme. Any Bond theme. Yes. It's one of the good things about this, the Bond series is the way that they use the theme and it, you know, and they use it in, in throughout the film. Yeah. And it intense scenes. It's one of their sort of signature motifs, the way that the theme goes throughout, you know? Yeah. And you know what? Some yeah. do it better than others, but I tend to find, um, I don't know, some Bond themes date a Bond film unnecessarily, and some give it charm and some okay. don't. And it's just, for me, this is a kind of, I don't know, it's not inherently bad, but I don't know, it, it makes things weird. I can't explain it. Do you think the new Bond movie is going to be good? Nah, oh, I don't know. I've not enjoyed, I mean, it's had its, I, I like Scott, oh, you know, I don't care. Okay. I don't, don't care. care. Oh, you don't I'm care. To, I don't want to talk about Bond films because they're all the fucking same, oh, by and large. fucking hell. Jesus, just trying to get some fucking... Something I th- you know about, you know? My At least something Bond. you know about. James Bond. Now, 
On the flip side of this seven-inch... You do a Roger uh, Moore impression, you cunt. Uh, you can't see it, because I've got my eyebrows going. Oh, hang on, let me have a look. So, I'll get the camera up. No, 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 no. Oh, yeah, no, it's good. You look like a twitching bastard. <laughs> <laughs> twitching bastard. Now, on the, on the flip side is Ride to Atlantis, which is also from The Spy Who Loved Me, and that's part of the plot is some guy, the baddies on a, Atlantis. His base no, is that's what he, Yeah, that's what he calls his base of operations, isn't it? In the sea. It's in the sea, is it? You know what? To be fair, I, I should probably say that. Out of I, I do like The Spy Who Loved Me. It is probably my favourite Roger Moore, but I'm not a huge fan of the score. All right. And um, well, should we listen to a bit of Ride to Atlantis? It's a bit where you're getting, getting off with someone. Let's, let's pretend you're all alone and you're about to make love to yourself. This is the music you can be enjoying. Sexy. Would you would you touch yourself to this music? No, I don't like that one. I like no, the bond, I don't the like disco that bond. one. What do you touch yourself to? I touch myself to a table and then I give it a good rub. I, I touch myself to Poindexter. No, you don't. You leave Poindexter alone. <laughs> he's under the cupboard. Yeah, he's hiding from you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, second disc is from an LP I picked up. I didn't pick it up, I just found it. I found that I had it. It's some TV music, The Hanged Man, uh, by Alan Chew. Alan Chew. And it sounds, ladies and gentlemen, oh, it sounds like this. It's extremely. Uh, it's, it sounds extremely like cop uh, music, cop show music, doesn't it? Um, and this this song has actually had a kind of varied um, existence. It wasn't just in this TV. It was a mini series, The Hanged Man from the seventies, which originally yeah, had it. Some crime but- drama on ITV in nineteen seventy five, starring Colin Blakely. 
Okay. Um, and that was, it seems like to me the music was probably the best thing about that. Yeah, it's about a man who's successful and then someone tries to kill him and his wife and so he goes into hiding to attempt to lure out the people who have tried to kill him. It sounds pretty good, actually, in that kind of 70s gritty crime. Uh, The music for the show was written by Alan Tew and the score would turn up on such programmes as The People's Court, Black Dynamite film in 2009 and probably where we know it from, The Two Ronnies. The Two Ronnies. Now, I thought it was the worm that turned, but as you pointed out, it was something different. It's the pastiche that they did uh, in the two Ronnies of cop shows uh, called Barley Farley and Piggy Malone or something. They're like a, you know, cop duo, buddy, yeah. whatever. Uh, like the Sweeney or the Professionals or something, you know, a bit like that. Um, and the music stood out and it's because it's this excellent track, but it is archetypally cop showy. And Very. it's sort of like, it's sort of trying to be like the classic Lalo Schifrin style American but it has a quintessential Britishness about it as well. That's yeah. it, isn't it? It's it, it feels like a clash between like the streets of San Francisco and the Sweeney. Yeah, yeah. I think it's excellent, I have to say. Uh, oh. Which is, yeah, which is, again, not a complaint. I like both of those themes, and this one's a really uh, nice one. I was speaking one. to my mate about him. He There's some sort of famous other soundtrack that he did, Alan Chu, which is big with, uh, yeah, it's got the Black Windmill or something. Well, let's have a look. A British composer and arranger. Uh, got his start in the 50s as a pianist, and he worked for the Len Turner Band based in London. He is known as a composer of library music, says the Wikipedia article, and did shit Was thi- probably licensed to a library as well as... Or maybe wasn't wasn't even yeah. written for that original The Hanged Man. Maybe. Do you know what I mean? It might have been commissioned for that, but then reused. Yeah, it was like yeah. a limited series. Yeah, that yeah. Picked up elsewhere yeah, yeah. and went into a library. Um, so he did Doctor in the House, sitcoms like uh, Mother Makes Three, The Hanged Man, um, and that piece of music, which we've already explained, went on to feature in other things as well. Uh, he did the he did the Sweeney. He did there do the go. Sweeney. That's him. Okay, yeah. so that's why it's so that's why it's so similar. And then he did the People's Court, which again used which that is same called piece what's, of it, material. what's it actually called? The Big Job or something? The same track entitled The Big One was used in an episode of the British detective show Van der Wow, it's it's used everywhere. It's the it's the background sound of the seventies. It was used in a film called Barbara Broadcast in nineteen seventy seven. Seven, not seven. <laughs> I don't know what that is. That could Shaven. be that could be Dutch. Nineteen seventy A film called The Satisfiers of Alpha Blue. Wow, from nineteen eighty. Sounds uh, smutty. It does. I'm clicking on it instantly. <laughs> oh, no, it's a nineteen eighty one American pornographic science fiction film. Yeah, that's what it sounds. Directed about, yeah. by Gerald Damhandio. I think. Damn hand. No. And uh, plot. Here we go. In a futuristic society called Alpha Blue, sexual needs are fulfilled by a computer. Oh, fuck Griffin off. Griffin is happy with the is state he called, of affairs and Is he called FuckVac2000? No, he's not called FuckVac2000, but we need to brand that right now. <laughs> Hello, Eli. Oh. Is it that time of day? Yes, again? it is. I'm sad. I've <laughs> got a gamble on, and you're the robot for me. I know. It is my purpose to suck your flaccid bellend. I'm putting you on mute, Vac. Fuck Vac oh, 3000. Oh, my voice will be heard. <laughs> Exterminate. <laughs> Shut up. God, you're going to shoehorn Anyway, the character of Griffin ha- is happy with the state of affairs and spends his time with prostitutes. But Algon longs for the good, 
love of a good old woman. No, longs for the good old days of love and romance. And the love of a good love. old woman. That is a specialist sci-fi porn. No, no. And he falls in love with someone called, I love this, Satisfier 805. Okay, yeah. It makes it sci-fi if people's names have numbers in them for some reason. But Yeah, um, like um, fuck back 2000. <laughs> now, 3000. Oh, yeah, sorry, it's the future. I'm, I'm up to date, mate. So... Two other fat uh, little things I wanted to say about The Hanged Man by Alan Chew. The fuck about Oh, joking. come on. No, that's disgusting. That's disgusting. Swallow that. <laughs> yes, master. Oh, fuck off. Fuck, fuck 3000 goes to sleep. There's a couple of points I'm going to make them. Now, you said it's called the big one. Um, yeah, and it was a library music, um, and that is what used to happen back then as well. Like they'd have this life production music or library music would have a life and be used several times, wouldn't it? Because the Grange Hill theme, famously, is called Chicken. What's it called? Chicken Man. And that w- was on Give Us a Clue with Lionel. I believe Blair. it was the original theme tune, yeah, of uh, the Charades-based game show. Give, Give us, us a clue. A clue. Uh, and then at some point, it obviously fell out of use. And then while they were putting together the kids' show, Grange Hill set in a British secondary school they went that will fit and it does it's perfect it's great and it's good to have sex too because it keeps the rhythm absolutely textbook like a metronome hell mate that is literally stand-up material from 20 years ago i'll have you know it's stand-up material from about 10 to 15 all right all right fine shall i play the program oh master oh i want you (laughs) fuck fuck (laughs) fuck fuck 3000 (laughs) <laughs> get get a sausage on a big fork, please. Okay, here we go. <laughs> What's happened? Oh, it's broken. It's broken forever. <laughs> it will never be replaced until Fuck Back 4000 comes out next year. And um, Fuck Back 4000. Oh, uh, next year. I'll bite your prick off at the roof. Uh, uh, oh. <laughs> The other thing, now, also it was on the Black Dynamite uh, soundtrack you mentioned. Yeah, spoof from the uh, 2000s. And that is a spoof of black exploitation films. It, it was pretty good, I seem to remember. Yeah, it was good, yeah. It has that sound. It has a quintessential 70s cop show sound about it. Yeah. Um, and it's similar to, the other, uh, to that BBC Quiller theme tune that I also have. Oh, yeah. And also, when we played Tumpy, because obviously that was made for something. Tumpy was, was Tumpy wasn't made for something. It was the B-side. Oh, that's right. No, Tumpy was something, wasn't it? No, it's not. Right. Is that, the, is that all we're done for this track? Yes, we're done for that track, yeah. Check out Quillo if you like this sort of thing. Okay, now, Paul. Uh, okay, Mr. Silverman. A bit of a diversion. What are we ending on? What's your big finale? Uh, one of these objects... You know, it's a record, but it's also one of these objects that appear in charity shops again and again and again. Throughout my life, this object has been in the record bins in charity shops. And it is... Love eggs. It is... Not love eggs. You don't get love eggs in charities. Why is everything... I do. I leave my love eggs. Why is your whole repertoire of improvisational items... It literally only has two nouns in it. Dogs and eggs. Dogs and eggs. Bum eggs. Yeah, right, bums. Bum dog eggs. <laughs> <laughs> Don't uh, stop. The lock-in's stop getting bum. to me. I know, and me. Now, the third item is the KTEL 
multi-exerciser rhythm music 7-inch. That sounds like fuck back for 3,000. <laughs> well, it could be. Could be a, 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 a an ancestor of fuck back three thousand, couldn't it? The multi exerciser. In many respects, multi sexerciser. So this is a, a, a multi sexerciser. Yeah. Multi sexerciser. Yeah. Multi sexerciser. Right. M- multi multi. You sound it's like multi. Hal after he's being turned off. <laughs> it's multi sexerciser. Yeah. Right. Okay. It's right. A mul- <laughs> now let's move on. Right. So, this piece of vinyl is what it's super malt. <laughs> God. This piece of vinyl is what it's a it's a record that you work out to. Yes, that's right. And it comes with a multi-exerciser, which but is obviously What is that? It is some kind of exercise device sold by Ktel. This is on the Ktel label. Ktel famous for to me for putting out all of those compilations of like chart uh, music on these terribly pressed cheap LPs and they'd have about 10 tunes on each side, which means because of the mechanics of vinyl. Yeah. They were very quiet. Very quiet. Yeah. And, and uh, not not very good sound quality. But what surprised me is that Ktel started out as a guy who made, like, kitchen gadgets. So Yeah, and sold them on TV. Because I, I thought Ktel was just a record label, but no, apparently it's... No, they are a selling stuff on TV company that's their thing it's k-tel because the tell is for television well it says here again regarding the wikipedia article on the subject they specialized initially in selling consumer products through infomercials and live demonstrations the kind of shit in the uk you'd expect to see at robert dias yeah They're the original infomercial people aren't they k-tel yeah but they also they sold that's where they sold their terrible compilation at lps on TV as well, I would have thought, you know. Yeah, so Richard Kives, I believe his name is, started it and uh, he was a demonstration salesman in Canada. Long story short, he set it up in 1962 to help sell a Teflon-coated frying pan on TV. It was really popular, and so he started doing more. The dialomatic, the vegomatic food slicers, the feather touch knife, and then... Um... The fuckvac 3000? Yeah, and then I believe, I mean, again, to boil Did you say berry, the, the vagomatic? The, the feather touch knife. The feather touch knife and the vagomatic. Not vagomatic and the feather touch knife sounds like an awful porn <laughs> film. No, it sounds like a uh, an avant-garde new wave act. Oh, it does. Say it again. I am the dramatic. And I'm the feathery knife. <laughs> Spice my dick with a feathered knife. No, like don't. The That's devil. horrible. I quit the band. The dramatic quits. <laughs> oh, there it is. There's the noise. He did quite a long time before doing it, but he did do it. Anyway, He's done it. 1966, Kives decided to release a compilation album uses, using his famous infomercial uh, gimmick, and it was successful. It was, the first one he released was 25 Country Hits. Yeah, see, 25, you need at least over 10 tracks on each side. Yeah. And a good quality sort of LP will have three or four. So that's the difference. It's one of these things where I guess, though, if this is a budget compilation... And you're at home and you don't have a lot of money. Yeah. And you've got a shitty yeah. vinyl player anyway with a piss poor set of speakers. At the end, yeah. You just want to hear the tune. Yeah. yeah. It's just yeah, a much totally of the fine. Yeah. Yes. But that's uh, the mar- there's no market for cheap vinyl. Oh, yeah. they did a book called Night Moves, which is a two record disco dance tutorial with accompanying instruction book featuring Denny Terrino. Includes one side of disco songs featured in the lessons. Yeah. And uh, he, like he was involved that. in Hooked on Classics. Yeah. So. This is similar 
concept, the record that we're about to cover here on oh, the yeah. platter. We haven't played it yet. We haven't played it yet. So uh, this is a record that accompanied one of their gadgets, the yeah. multi-exerciser. Let, let's play it. Should we just play it? Let the man talk? Uh, here's a bit of that. So, yeah, imagine you're all locked in. You don't know what to do. You want to lose a bit of weight. So you put this on and you work out. Here we go. Hi there. I'm the KTEL Exercise Man, welcoming you to a new you. Because KTEL takes much pleasure in introducing you to the multi-exerciser. The exerciser that's designed to give you the shapely, healthy body that you've been looking for. Now, look at yourself in the mirror. If you want to get rid of that hot belly or spare tire, or maybe just tone up your muscles, then now you really can. Just a few minutes with the exerciser every morning and evening is all you need to do. The KTEL Multi-Exerciser is a very simple device to use. All you need is a convenient place to attach it, like a door handle that's about waist high in the door while you're doing your exercise. The room should have plenty of or a rug to lie on. And you can also have a cushion to put under your hips if you need it. Now take advantage of the privacy of home to wear the absolute minimum of clothing so you're not restricted in your exercising. Now before going on to the exercises, make sure you have read the exerciser instructions carefully so that you'll be familiar with all the movements. Why don't you keep it next to you while exercising for easy reference? Now you know the thing that strikes me most about this? How <laughs> inappropriate the music is they've chosen for it? It's terrible, man. It sounds terrible. like it's sitcom slash porn music or something. Well, it's sort of children's TV music. Yeah. 70s children's TV music. But also played quite badly. And it appears to be like a recorder played by a tramp or a drunk yeah, it, or something. I, I don't know what's going on there. It feels like they you know, took a one-man band off a street and went, oh, mate, <laughs> yeah. fucking just, here's some mescaline. Fucking go crazy. <laughs> Yeah, and then and it's all very suggestive, isn't it? Because it's like, stretch it right up, put your leg out there. Yeah, and he's, next day that guy wakes up in an alley naked with a cheque from Kato for £4,000 and he doesn't know what he's done. <laughs> no, the music is very inappropriate. I kind of like it, though. Yeah, it's called rhythm music, but it's got not rhythmic, but it's not very, is it? No, but it's like the same way as like at schools you had music and movements. It was, it was just a, a rhythm to keep as opposed to rhythmic music yeah yeah there's the subtlety um, we're talking you know about that, here subtlety do you rec- recognize the guy's voice who's doing the voice over there what's the name Paul? of the guy does it say He's, i have no idea there's no credits on this at all does he not say no it just says ktel multi-exerciser rhythm music on both sides and it doesn't even have oh, side a or side b because it's a cheesy voice it's a terribly cheesy voice isn't it it's so he's that guy worked his arse off, obviously, because it's it's so familiar. It's yeah, it's hard to. Be he has it. that voice of that era that was like comforting yeah. and informative, and maybe a bit too a, a bit too familiar at times. Yeah, and it reminds me. It reminds me a bit of that guy Brian off Play School. <laughs> Brian um, Kant. All right, don't be mean. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the thing is, it, it turns up everywhere. This, but it's always scratched to shit it's almost completely destroyed every single time i've seen this yeah because it is it came with the multi-exerciser which you know you're just gonna fucking throw out after a month anyway yeah and the record that comes with it it just it goes into the record collection with everything else but it's not i bet you that exerciser was just like a piece of stretchy rubber that you just used to bend your legs or whatever It totally probably was. So these records get so worthless that no one ever bothered to even look after them at all. No. So that and that means there's millions of them, but they're almost always completely unplayably bad. This one that I found 
is reasonable, but you can hear from the recording that it's even this is quite badly scratched. Yeah, yeah, it's probably. So been... I'd like to see a pristine one of those. That's probably one of the hardest records in the world to find a pristine copy. Yeah, but unfortunately, most of the people who bought this record probably bought it on a whim, and most copies are covered in curry sauce or something at this point. Yeah, exactly. When they break, when they fucking multi-exerciser snaps, and they go, oh, well, "I'm just going to drink a pint of gravy right now," or when they decide that exerciser can make a great big kind of weird tourniquet for their cock end and use it for sex acts. <laughs> how would it... How? Oh, a tourniquet for their cock end. Yeah, yeah all right. I thought you meant... I thought it through. <laughs> I thought you meant the um, the record itself, which does have a little hole, but it'd be hard to get you... If, uh, you know, it'd be very yeah, hard to. Though I'm thinking about just, you know, wrapping the rubber around my cock and balls, creating a bit of pressure. You could get a little pimple effect on your helmet with the spindle hole on this 7-inch. Great. So, out of all the tracks, let's go through them. The first one, the Bond theme. I'm going to give that all... Marvin Hamlish. Marvin Hamlish, Ride to Atlantis, and the Bond 77, and the Bond theme. Is it platter or splatter? I'm going to say... I am going to say platter, though, for this. Yeah, it's... Yeah. Despite it my good. misgivings. Uh, next track was the nameless hanging tourniquet. Big job. big The big one by Fuck Alan Chu. Fuck 3000. <laughs> the big one by Alan Chu. Yeah. Is that a platter, a spatter, or a platter you, for you? Know you know what, Paul? mate? That's a platter as well. Yeah. I like it. It edges by. Yes, uh, I'd give that for four platters. And, uh, and lastly, we did have the KTEL multi-exerciser rhythm music. Now, as a sort of piece of music and a voiceover, obviously it's terrible. Yeah. It's an emblem of these reoccurring objects in charity shops. Like the other one, main one that comes to mind is the Kensington board, board game, game thing. Set. Yeah. Just turn, it's a mainstay. That turn up again and again and again. Let's. I think we should put it into the special reoccurring charity shop shit. You know what? This is a great idea. Let's build a charity shop with that has everything you expect to be in there. So the Kensington board game yeah. goes in there. This goes and in there. And this goes in there. One Barbara Streisand album goes in there. Yeah. The one with her... The one with her... Um, what's it? Who's the, the with the Bee Gees on it? No, not the goodies. The Bee Gees. No, the, he's got, there's one with her with Barry, Barry Gibb. Barry Gibb. And there's one with her... Chris Christopherson. Is that ne- like next year? Or do you think there was some overlap? I don't know. All I know is that she went through a beardy phase. Imagine they spit roast her. Oh. What about Chuck, what about Chuck Norris? What about if Chuck Norris got in on the action as well? Uh. When he had a beard. Well, then Chuck that case, Norris, if you're... Barry Gibb. Chuck Norris. Ba- Barry Gibb. Eli Silverman. No. Noshing off Chuck Norris. Not Chuck Norris. As Brian Blessed jerks off. Barry Gibb. Streisand's getting covered in... Hairy man come. Yeah. Streisand's drowning in hairy man come. Right, what a great way to end this segment. Streisand. Bye, everyone. Streisand, I'm ending the segment, Streisand's Eli. I'm ending the segment. Oh, well, fuck you. And that's it for another cheap show. Oh, I cry. I cry in. Oh, I'm crying. <laughs> we'll do me one next week, Daddy. I'm crying. You're... <laughs> You're drunk. I'm not drunk. Wow. Well, you're I've tipsy. had one cider. You're tipsy. I'd like to nurse it inside her. Right, well, that wasn't <laughs> worth it then, was it? Because you were trying to do a cider gag, weren't you? Like, I like things inside her. I like things inside her. I like <laughs> yeah, inside <laughs> Absolutely wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. Well, that's it for Cheap Show this week. So here's all the admin so you can reach out to us or contact us. First of all, email thecheapshow.com. Uh, first of all, email. It's clunchy time. It's it does the cheap show it's at clunch. gmail.com. Clunch. Uh, How's that? 
Right. Clanch. What, shut up. I'm just trying to do the admin, mate. Just this is one part of the show. It was just doing the shouldn't admin. take that long. So boring. Can I say the something? Website. Can I say something? Yeah, go on. What what would you like me to say? The website address. Go on. Uh, okay. It's uh, the, the, the website, yeah? It's you d- should know this. <laughs> it's www. Yes. Cheapshow.com. No, 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 no. No. Thecheapshow.com. No. Thecheapshow.org. No. God, mate. Cheapshow. Why are you so shit at this? Cheapshowinformation.com. Inquiries at Cheapshow. Thecheapshow.co.uk. Oh, .co.uk. Say it with me. Thecheapshow.co.uk. Thecheapshow.co.uk. And that's your one-stop shop for... Uh, for anything. Everything. Pictures anything. of all the stuff. All the stuff we have on every episode, you can see there. We have links to the merch page from Tony's Redbubble site. We have links to the uh, official, unofficial magazine by Even Issue 10, coming out almost immediately with this podcast. Oh, uh, nice. And it's exciting. It's the final one. A little bit sad. Oh, daddy, I cry. Oh, daddy. Tomorrow night, Paul, is the Cheap Show Variety Show. Yes, if you're listening to this in the future, you've missed it. But if you're listening to it on the Friday this goes out, then Quite Saturday... A lot of people the, do, the, Paul. A lot ninth. of people fucking do. I mean, what's the problem? A lot of people do. It's nice. It gives it some, like, some topical locality. You know, it gives the show a bit of, like, you know, a frisson. So those people in the future, those people in the future are listening to it and will miss it, and it's too late. Fuck them. You know what I mean? I don't... I don't who are the future people? Who are these future people? Can they come people here? People who don't listen to it on the day round? it comes out. Are they coming round here? Are they impinging on me now? These future people? Fucking who might... hell, mate. <laughs> I'm going to... I more than anything want to throttle you right now with both my hands. Oh, come on. You'd take more than both your hands to get round mine. You'd need big Eli. hands. you need Andre the Giant's hands. <laughs> I sat down beside her and I had some cider and now I go and I put it inside her. And... <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> this is meant to be the easiest bit of the show where I just rattle off the email and the websites and the Twitter and and then we're done. Then we go home. I'm sorry, mate. Sorry, mate. I'm. Uh, You're not. You. Are, you are not though. No, I'm not really. But no, I know. I just need you to be quiet for like sixty seconds tops. Just All sixty right. seconds. Fine. I'm looking. Here we go. All right. Email the show about anything you want. Thecheapshow at gmail.com. Our website has pictures and links to all kinds of things. Go there, thecheapshow.co.uk. We have Twitter, at thecheapshowpod. I'm at Paul Gannon Show. Eli is now allowed to talk for a bit when he says his Twitter account, which is... It hasn't been a minute. It hasn't been a minute. I just said, I literally just said, you're now allowed to speak to say your Twitter account. I'm going to fucking kill you. (laughs) That was 25 seconds. Eli Snoid, E-L-I-S-N-O-I-D. If you'd like to support us on Patreon. You know, my mistake was actually putting the Twitter thing in the middle of it. I should have ended on it. I should have ended yeah. on it. That's my mistake. That's what I'm trying to say. That's what I was, yeah. you're, you're running out of time to say anything now. Before Patreon. I start. Com I'm going to start with a slash. barrage. 20, 19, Page. 18. <laughs> <Fucking> <laughs> <hell>. <laughs> so, I'm so angry. Yeah, all right, come on. Just get it out. Patreon.com forward slash cheap show if you'd like to support this podcast in any small or large financial way you'll thank get you. little bonuses for your donations so thank free you free podcasts you extra us. podcasts yes the magazine extra. all kinds of wonderful things lovely right that's it now we can stop okay. talking 
It is Good. the end of an episode, and I've never ended one with so much anger. No, that's not true. Me. You're just Mr. Tropes. You're like a whole wardrobe of cheap show tropes. And there's no oh. emotion. There's no soul. There's no one operating the tropes. You're an there's empty no soul in you. It's just You're... barking. I can leave a microphone down a back alley with some bad dogs. And fucking <laughs> they're, they're barking would be more entertaining and interesting than your fucking mad mouth burbles. All right, all right, all right. Can I just say though, you're a haunted, you're a haunted wardrobe of yesterday's cheap show tropes, my my boy. And you're, and you're an alley full of bad dogs. <laughs> right, bye then. That's it. Bye. Bye, everyone. Hi there, I'm the KTEL Exercise Man, welcoming you to a new you. Because KTEL takes much pleasure in introducing you to the multi-exerciser. The exerciser that's designed to give you the shapely, healthy body that you've been looking for. Now, look at yourself in the mirror. If you want to get rid of that hot belly or spare tire, or maybe just tone up your muscles, then now you really can. Just a few minutes with the exerciser every morning and evening is all you need to do. The KTEL Multi-Exerciser is a very simple device to use. All you need is a convenient place to attach it, like a door handle that's about waist high in the door while you're doing your exercise. The room should have plenty of or a rug to lie on, and you can also have a cushion to put under your hips if you need it. Now take advantage of the privacy of home to wear the absolute minimum of clothing, so you're not restricted in your exercising. Now before going on to the exercises, make sure you have read the exerciser instructions carefully so that you'll be familiar with all the movements. Why don't you keep it next to you while exercising, for easy reference. Now, are we all ready? Good. Well, let's try a nice, easy exercise to start you off with. This one's called the tummy toner. Now, this exercise is designed to tighten up those slack tummy muscles. First of all, lie on the floor, face up, with your head up near the door. Now, put your feet in the straps and take the hand straps above your head. Now, you just may have to adjust the straps at this point so that your feet just clear the floor. Okay, are we all ready now? Good. Now, keeping your legs and arms straight, pull down on your hand straps and raise your legs. The muscles in your arms and legs and stomach should all of them work together. Raise your legs as high as you can and then lower them to the floor again. Now, let's try with a little bit of rhythm this time. Okay, are we all ready now? And away we go. Up, two, three, and down, two, three. Smoothly now, no jerks. And up, two, three, down, two, three. And up, two, three, and down, two, three. There, that wasn't too hard, was it? Now, with continuous exercising, you should be able to do at least 100 of these by the end of this week. And while you're in that position, let's move straight on to the second exercise. This one's called the high stepper. With your feet and hands still in the straps as they were before, bend one knee and bring it up right to your chest. And then, as you lower it, bring the other knee up in a kind of marching action. Now, with this one, it's important to flex the leg fully as you lower it and get the knee as close as possible to the chest. Got the idea? Right. 
left, right, left, right, left, right, left, right, left, right, left, right, left, right. Now keep practicing that one because it's very good for the whole body. Ready for exercise number three? Good. This is another nice easy one called the thigh shaper. Now once again, assume the correct starting position. On your back, on the floor. Both feet in the straps, hands in the hand straps. Keeping them straight, raise your legs to a midway position. And that's about halfway between horizontal and vertical. Then lower one leg about 16 to 19 inches. Not to the floor, mind. And as you raise it again, lower the other leg the same distance. Repeat this scissor action as fast as you can go. One, two, 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 one, two. Did you feel those lazy muscles working for you? Good. One, two, one, two, one, two, one, two. Everything's happening. One, two, one, two, one, two. Keep it up. One, two, one, two. And now you should gradually work your way up to 100 exercises. Now that you've got those under your belt, why not turn the record over and reap more benefits from your KTEL multi-exerciser? Well now, how's it going? I'll bet you can feel all those muscles stretching out. Have you got your breath back yet? Good. So let's move on to exercise number four, the waist watcher. And this one can really make your waistline worth watching. Now, assume the normal starting position on the floor with your head up near the door again. Legs should be outstretched and your arms extended upwards. Pull your arms downwards, bringing both legs up together, bending your knees fully. Now, when you do this, your hips should be lifted clear off the floor. Hooked up with about 15 waist watches at a nice, easy pace. And here we go. And up, two, three, four, down, two, three, four. Up, two, three, four, down, two, three, four. Up, two, three, hips off. Down, two, three, four. Okay then, are we getting the hang of this exerciser? Well, that's good, because let's get stuck into this one. This is another simple exercise that will soon get you back into shape. And this one's called the high kicker. If you do this one properly, you should feel all the muscles in your waist, your stomach, your hips and thighs, right down to your calves and your ankles. And once again, assume the normal starting position. And you must keep both legs and arms straight at all times. Now raise each leg in succession, very highest point. And as you bring it down, raise the other leg. Go on, fling it. Kick it up as high as it'll go. One, two, one, two, one, two, one, two, one, two, one, two. Right up high, right up high. One, two, one, two, one, two. That's good. One, two, one, two, one, two, one. One, two, one, two, one, two. Right up high, right up high. And now the final exercise in the program. 
Number six, and it's going to really do something for those hip-to-hip slimmer. It will also do wonders for flabby waistlines and thighs. First, you lie down on your right-hand side, resting on your and leaning on your right elbow. Now, put your uppermost foot, that's your left foot, into the strap, and take the hand strap with your left hand. Now, you just bring your arm down so that your leg is raised as high as it'll go. Try and get into a steady rhythm again. Up, down. Up, right up, right down. Right up, right down. Up, down. Up, down. Now you should repeat this 50 times at first, and then turn over to your left side and repeat the exercise with the other leg. Up, down. Up, down. rhythmic movements of these routines play an important part in your exercising. The multi-exerciser is designed to link the actions of your arms, your legs and your stomach muscles so that your whole body works in a total coordinated effort. So it's a good idea to exercise with music, selecting something with a nice easy beat to keep you in rhythm. And of course, we don't have to tell you that common sense eating is also important, which means you should concentrate on fresh natural foods like lean meats and fish, fruit and vegetables to lose weight and to keep slim, trim and healthy. And the other thing, of course, is continuity. It's most important. Follow these routines every day, even just a few minutes with the multi-exerciser every morning and every night. Could be the start of a brand new you. So happy exercising with the KTEL multi-exerciser.